0: Welcome to the monthly 3Edge View from the Edge for June 2022. I'm Fritz Foltz, the Chief Investment Strategist here at 3Edge, and joined here once again today by Eric Beagleisen, Director of Investment Research and Deputy Chief Investment Officer here at 3Edge Asset Management. As we do at the beginning of each month, Eric and I will provide our firm's most recent outlook for the global capital markets, which is based upon a proprietary research model have a great deal to cover today, so let's get started. And the month of May was a bit of a roller coaster for the equity markets, which seemed to climb higher one week only to give back those gains in the next. The result was that equities did end the month of May in slightly positive territory. In addition, bond prices also rose in May, meaning that bond yields declined. So as we head into the month of June, investors are wrestling with two potential scenarios. The first scenario is that the loads for the equity markets Experienced during the correction in the first four months of 2022 are in, and markets will continue higher from here. The other scenario is that the rally in equities from the lows earlier in the year represent a typical bear market rally, which could attract investors back into the market only to inflict additional pain as markets head lower. And of course, either of these scenarios is possible. So, Perfect time to bring Eric here, into the conversation. And we'll first take a look at our three edge asset class matrix. And what that will show is any changes that have occurred in our model output between the month of May and June. And today we're just gonna cover those areas where we see changes. Because of course, we also write the VFA in long form. And if you go to our website, you'll see the VFE for June hard copy, and that will cover all of the various asset classes that we research. So sorry for that long-winded logistical, but let me turn it over to you, Eric, and let's go through the chart. Sure. Thanks, Fritz.
1: Yeah, overall, we see that our outlook for equities, broadly speaking, is somewhat negative, You know, not surprising given the year we've had to date. Um, The one exception is India, which remains in that mixed camp. Uh, Also noteworthy is China getting bumped up a peg to being in just the slightly negative spot. Uh, We see rates and credit aren't particularly favorable either, though we are giving rates a bump up to the mixed camp. And with regard to real assets, uh, we generally still find them favorable, though we are knocking gold down a peg this month. And we'll, we'll dive into those details like you talked about. Sure.
0: Excellent. So let's take a step back, I think before we get into the individual asset classes, and let's maybe just look big picture uh, on what are the, ta- the main takeaways, if you will, from the research model uh, here in early jurn- June in terms of the longer term outlook across the global equity markets? How, how might you describe that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, whenever you get the kind of declines that we've experienced in the first four months of the year, you know, it's inevitable to experience these snapback rallies. You know, but investors need to keep the following in mind. Uh, one, uh, markets are still wrestling with a 40-year high inflation rate. Right. Uh, Just because it down ticked once doesn't mean we're out of the woods there. It's still elevated. Monetary tightening by the Fed and other of the world's major central banks going on. That's going to be a a big headwind. Uh, The war in Ukraine uh, and its impact on the price of oil, uh, which is serving to, you know, make an already bad inflation situation worse. Uh, And we have the ongoing global supply chain disruptions out of China with their lockdown policies. Uh, So just things to keep in mind.
0: Excellent. Okay, so now I'm going to break the <laughs> the promise that I made at the beginning. Um, I realize that the model outlook for U.S. equities hasn't really changed from May to June, but I also know that people are always interested in what is happening in the U.S. equity market and what our outlook is there. So if you don't mind uh, granting me this exception and maybe just cover a little bit of detail in terms of our outlook for U.S. equities, what are the factors, positive and negative there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, after you know, a rough first four months of the year, you know, May did provide somewhat of a relief for for U.S. equities. The S&P was up uh, a little over 0.3 percent, which isn't a huge gain, but it's it's better than losing money, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was also it's still down 13 percent ish on the year. Mm. So some some positive forces in favor of U.S. equities include, you know, a lower print in the personal consumption expenditure or the PCE. And that's a, the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, you know, moving from 5.2 a month ago to 4.9. But like we talked about with the CPI, that's, that's still elevated. Yeah. You know, in the same report, we saw consumer spending was up 0.9% from the previous month. You know, that this, so these are positives. And while the Fed minutes that were released last month indicated, you know, their intention to continue raising rates, they more importantly, acknowledged they wouldn't be raising as aggressively as many had feared, notably that 75 basis point hike is off the table, it it seems like. Uh, And perhaps, like we said, CPI maybe is peaked and maybe it's coming down. So those are the positives. That all said, there are more powerful negative forces combating this. And that includes the fact that the Fed is in a tightening cycle, you know, with respect to raising interest rates. And this month in June, uh, the Fed will begin that that tapering process, that process of shrinking the balance sheet, um, which will really be extracting liquidity from the system. Mm-hmm. That's a big negative um, when inflation while in and like we talked about with inflation having peaked, it's still uncomfortably high, yeah. uh, it not being helped with the supply chain disruptions out of China. And, and then the uh, Russia's greater than 100 day invasion now uh, in, in Ukraine. So still a negative outlook for, for U.S. equities, broadly speaking, though, as we uh, talked about before, you know, we're considering investments here. We're looking at high quality and value oriented names.
0: Excellent. Very good summary of the U.S. equity market outlook. So one asset class where our model research has changed from May to June is Chinese equities, which you had mentioned when you went over the matrix. So uh, and they did, I think, have a positive return for May as well. Um, What is the model indicating there?
1: Right. Yeah. Chinese equity market was up almost three percent in May. um, But as you noted, you know, still down over 17 percent on the year. You know, we've had a fairly negative outlook on China for some time, and many of the same factors influencing our negative outlook on China remain, such as those COVID lockdowns causing the supply chain issues, widening credit spreads in the corporate sector, uh, a negative outlook on their currency the, the Yuan. Um But that said, and we noted this last month as well, there does exist this possibility, uh, given how far and how fast the Chinese equity market has fallen, that behaviorally, as we measure it, We may be nearing this oversold condition which suggests the potential for a strong rebound is it guaranteed definitely not but we're you know these are interesting levels to that that we're monitoring
0: but it would be sounds to me like that would be more of a trade uh than anything else might be more of a shorter term right
1: Given, given that particular uh uh factor
0: excellent okay let's talk about the bond market then where you know we had Bond yields run up pretty hard in the first four months. And then in May, we've seen yields decline, meaning that bond prices have uh, gone up. So maybe a little bit more positive on the interest rate portion of bonds. But I think in terms of credit and the corporate bond market, still pretty negative. But maybe bring us up to speed there on the factors uh, impacting the bond market. Sure. Yeah, I think that's right.
1: Uh, yields did decline in May, though they're, they're still elevated from our from a recent past. You know, should rates rise further, this does really continue to just pose this threat to the value of the bond holdings. We've already seen uh, the price depreciation year to date and in bonds, broadly speaking. You know, that all said, we've, we've seen this sharp rise in yields and the relative pause in May suggests the potential for a yield reversal in the short term. I guess kind of like China, more of a short term trade. Uh, you know which could which could benefit bondholders through price appreciation. You know, as as for credit, you won't be surprised to hear this, but our but our outlook uh, remains negative as the risk of you know a continued global economic slowdown from from rising global inflation and monetary tightening, you know, just continues. Um, and then also not helpful are the actual widening of credit spreads that we're seeing kind of across the board.
0: Excellent. So also referring back to the chart, then. Uh, another change that we saw in terms of our model research was the outlook for gold. So maybe just a little bit of detail there.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, gold is still up a third of 1% on the year, but last month it lost 3%. You know, Real yields as measured by the TIPS yield or the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities Market, they're still positive. And gold tends to move inversely to these real rates. So this is a negative for gold. But the potential benefits it receives from being a geopolitical risk hedge You know, they're matching up against this negative pressure from the continued US monetary policy tightening, which is raising real rates. So that's why we noted the change.
0: All right, great. All right. Well, good. Thank you, Eric. So that will conclude our update. Again, uh, this in the video, what we've done is focused on those asset classes where we have seen uh, a change. And remember that if you want to see our written View from the Edge for the month of June, that's always available uh, on on our website. And the website is 3edgeam.com. So that will do it for Eric and me. Remember, all our videos are always available on our 3Edge YouTube channel. And all of our videos and written content are also always available on our website. And again, that's 3edgeam.com. So until next time, on behalf of Eric and everyone at 3Edge, thanks for listening commentary and analysis is intended for information purposes only the commentary does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities the opinions expressed in view from the edge are those of mr Foltz and mr beagle and are subject to change without notice in reaction to shifting market conditions It is not intended to provide personal investment advice and does not take into account the unique investment objectives and financial situation of the listener. Investors should only seek investment advice from their individual financial advisor. The observations included here contain information from sources that 3Edge believes to be reliable, but the accuracy of such information cannot be guaranteed. Investments, including common stocks, fixed income, commodities, and ETFs involve a risk of loss that investors should be prepared to bear.